Hello and welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast. I'm Angie Mazzetti. So we're actually finding that if a company is interested in high-performing, culture-oriented people, it's actually very good to have women in leadership roles and to be hiring women. Well, that's the voice of Arthur Woods of Imperative. And isn't it music to our ears? Statistical information researched in the US that shows that women rock in the workplace. Imperative have done a huge amount of research on purpose in the workplace about what motivates people to go to work in the first place. So um, what we learned is there's a long way that we have to go. While we know that purpose-oriented people are, are, mo- are our highest performing people, the ones that come to work, work the hardest, stay the longest, Um, we still have a chance to help them realize that potential at work every day. Imperative have discovered that millennials have a totally different attitude to work that's going to change the nature of human resources and hiring. Previously, the, the sequence of life was learn, earn, return. We would go to school to learn, we would then get a job to earn money, and then we would retire and give back and we would return. Millennials want to do all three of those things at the same time. They don't want to stop learning just because they leave university. They want to always sustain their lifestyle and they want to feel like they're making impact right away. So what if you never had those Monday morning blues ever again? What would it be like to feel so motivated about going to work that pay and promotion were only secondary to the real reason you wanted to go to work? According to the organisation Imperative, finding out the core purpose, finding out what motivates employees about their work and giving meaning to it, is the key not only to people's happiness in their organisations, but also makes better business sense. The really good news is that women, particularly older women, they classify as boomers, are really valuable in the workplace and particularly in leadership roles, as I've been finding out from its co-founder. My name is Arthur Woods. I'm the co-founder of a company called Imperative, and I'm here in Ireland to actually share our research and our developments to see if they're a fit for the Irish market. What is Imperative and what do you do? Imperative started two years ago. Um, My co-founder and I, Aaron Hurst, were interested in really reimagining work as we know it. Um, Aaron came from starting a group called the Taproot Foundation. He was known as the architect of what is today a $15 billion pro bono service marketplace. Over the course of his 15 years, Aaron would work with pro bono consultants, professionals that would donate their time to the community. And over the course of that time, he learned that that was the most fulfilling part of their job. Um, of course, he, he realized that you know we spend the majority of our lives at work, yet work is not a source of fulfillment and meaning for most people. So Aaron was challenged with this question of how do we start to make all work feel like pro bono work? How do we start to reimagine work so that it's a source of enrichment for people? I was previously at Google where I was very interested in the millennial career path, the fact that most early professionals entering their jobs right now are looking for purpose more than they are a paycheck. So Aaron and I teamed up and we conducted a whole series of uh, measurements and research. We teamed up with some of the leading academic thought leaders in the field of positive psychology. And the research that we began to conduct on our workforce in the United States showed that there was actually a linkage between purpose-oriented professionals, people that came to work primarily to serve others and to, and to experience purpose, and high performance. So there actually became a business case for purpose. So this, of course, unearthed some amazing things for us. So now, as, as a company, Imperative Today focuses on helping organizations measure what motivates their people helps organizations actually hire purpose-oriented professionals and then helps empower them once they do. So how do you actually do that? What is your product? What are you selling? 
Yeah, so we have a product called the Purpose Index, and this actually is a measurement tool that helps an organization understand its current state of purpose. How many people here are purpose-oriented? To what extent are they fulfilled and aligned in their work every day? And how do we start to rethink our talent strategy to prioritize purpose for our people? So that's the Purpose Index. The second is a purpose hiring screener. It actually measures uh, what motivates an employee to come to work in the first place and predicts the highest performers in the application process for companies. The third piece is we have a series of diagnostics and coaching tools that help equip companies and their people with insights and resources to bring fulfillment and meaning to their day-to-day -day work. So this really helps us take high potential people and actually ensure that that potential is unearthed. What are the biggest turnoffs for people in work according to the research you've discovered so far? Yes, I mean, uh, only 28% of the workforce is purpose-oriented, according to our study in the United States. Um, the vast majority of people are disengaged and unfulfilled at work every day. Um, and even the most purpose-oriented sectors, such as the nonprofit sector and the education sector and healthcare, actually do not have majority of purpose-oriented people. So um, what we learned is there's a long way that we have to go. While we know that purpose-oriented people are, are, are our highest performing people, the ones that come to work, work the hardest, stay the longest, um, we still have a chance to help them realize that potential at work every day. You were talking about the millennial generation. We're told there's a war for talent and that the millennial generation are very picky about where they want to work. Um, is this true? And you know, what's the millennial, what is the millennial worker looking for when they're thinking about going to a particular company to work for them? Absolutely. Um, you know, previously, the, the sequence of life was learn, earn, return. We would go to school to learn, we would then get a job to earn money, and then we would retire and give back and we would return. Millennials want to do all three of those things at the same time. They don't want to stop learning just because they leave university. They want to always sustain their lifestyle and they want to feel like they're making impact right away. So um, interestingly enough, millennials are not the only purpose-oriented, purpose-driven uh, generation. We actually learned through our study that female boomers were the most purpose-oriented group. We actually found that boomers as a whole, as a generation, were more purpose-oriented than millennials. So in many ways, um, we believe that people start to switch their orientation to work later on in life, seeing that work is no longer necessarily just a means to an end. Um, so I think millennials certainly are helping us drive this conversation, but it's nice to know that they're not the only generation that is demanding purpose. Tell me, what is a female boomer? Oh, a female boomer, a uh, female baby boomer. Um, so over the age, I believe, of 50. What's in it for female women who are in their 30s, who want to have a family, yet want to have a good career and, you know, have that return, as you suggest? Absolutely. So when it comes to women, um, they're actually way more purpose-oriented than men by about 10%, according to our study. So women are really driving this conversation that work is not just about a paycheck and a promotion, but work can be a source of fulfillment and work can be a means of helping other people. So we're actually finding that if a company is interested in high-performing, culture-oriented people, it's actually very good to have women in leadership roles and to be hiring women. So for women, this is actually a whole new elevated um, you know, sort of business case, right? For, for, for them, work can be a source of balance. It can be a source of fulfillment. And there, there's actually something that's driving um, progress and, and, and performance for businesses. But is this a difficult message to get to the top level, which tends to be pale, male, mm. gray, stale, and over 50? It's a great question. I think, you know, proof is in the pudding, right? We believe that, you know, being able to show this linkage between purpose-oriented 
professionals and performance, being able to show on paper that a more diverse workforce is actually driving performance. If, if one of these pale white professionals is you know, trying to drive performance, then the numbers don't lie. Um, what are you hoping to do here in Ireland? You're just here for a few days. Um, what sort of companies do you want to engage with and what message do you have for Irish companies? Well, you know, I'm here in Ireland mainly to learn. Um, I'm, I'm uh, having a number of very interesting meetings across sectors between the public sector and the private sector. And, you know, really as, as a way of sharing what we've learned, but moreover, hearing from, you know, what really are the implications locally. Um, you know, what I intuitively believe is that purpose is demanded everywhere, that, um, you know, although we've done significant work in the United States, this is equally applicable in other countries. And so far from ever, everything that I've seen, that indeed is the case. So this is mainly a learning mission, um, hopefully though with the ability to plant seeds and um, see something you know, grow here together. I'm interested that you say that the public service, there tends to be a perception that there is an apathy or a lack of purpose in the public service. Would this be something that you would have discovered in America or even here? Absolutely. You know, what we found is nonprofit and government, uh, you know, government organizations often struggle with empowering their people, which is difficult because, as we know, these are not the organizations that can incentivize people with higher paychecks than the, than, than the private sector. So there is a really huge opportunity both in NGOs, nonprofits and the, the, the public sector to really change the narrative for their people around why they come to work, that they're here to really create an impact, that they're here to create accessibility and awareness. And there's an elevated role with those with those jobs. So, you know, I think there's an extraordinary potential there that, that in many cases hasn't yet been realized. I'm excited to learn more about uh, the implications of all of this in Ireland and hopefully, you know, carry on this mission of making all work feel like pro bono work and, and all work being very purpose driven. Well, that's all from the Women in Leadership podcast for now. Please share the podcast, anything you find interesting, and do like us on iTunes. We'd also love to hear from you at info at womeninleadership.ie. Email us with any suggestions on future topics you'd like us to cover. For now, from me, Angie Mazzetti, and from all the Women in Leadership team, goodbye and have a good week. <laughs>